The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters. Uh, we have another schlock abuse edition here after some weeks. <laughs> and man, I gave you a, a gem, didn't I? You fucked me over, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know so I, I know I bitch about most of the schlock abuse. This thing was so fucking unwatchable. God damn it. Damn. Well And what's sad about it is there's people in there that I actually well, there, I guess there's one person in there that I actually respect and like it pained me to see them in this piece of shit yeah it's 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 too bad but you know what this is why we do what we do yeah <laughs> and you have given me some awful movies in the past I that mean, is true yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> i am the groots f you hunter and uh the movie that uh i assigned you today or this this past time was gun blast vodka yes gun blast vodka yes i the title is just as fucking stupid as the rest of this movie. I'll at least have that. Sometimes I've had movies I was like, oh, the title seems are Nope. And that's a piece of... This one, at least the dumb fucking title matches the dumb fucking movie. All right? There like, you go. Well, I did buy it for like maybe $2. You, and, you overpaid. And it was... Anything over and, a quarter. And it was based on the title and the cover alone. I was just like, okay. And there's some people in this that I actually recognize. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. I mean the the two main is uh Angie Everhart who right. um was in a slew of things in the 90s. I mean I always go to Bordello Blood. That's like the go-to Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. that she was in. And then and I don't ask me to say his fucking name cuz it's one of those Oh, Jurgen Prochnow? Okay. Well, I guess you can say his name, but uh, yeah, well, the main dude. My dad's name is Jurgen, so I know how to say that. There name. you go. All right. <laughs> uh but the main guy from Das Boot um or for people that haven't seen Das Boot, the uh, bad guy in um, uh, Air Force One that is the whole reason Gary Oldman right. wants to hijack Air Force One, he plays the criminal. That's right, that yeah, he yeah. was the general that got in yeah. prison, they were trying to get And then away. he just pops up here. A lot of Wolfgang uh, Peterson uh, movies, movies yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, obviously, with Das Boot already. So, But uh, yeah, it has those two, and then... A lot of motherfuckers I've never seen before um, that I'm guessing uh, are from Poland and Russia and places like that. I'm sure it was shot overseas. Oh, no. there's Yeah. Except kind of in this weird way, the American actors they have are doing English dialogue. And then everybody else is dubbed over like a motherfucker. So, so this is kind of like an like old school Italian like spaghetti western. Yeah, but I don't want to give that movie that much credit that they thought of it. I, I seriously, they I, had the few English speaking actors. Yeah, like recording but in their see, language, we're, we're, like, and they we, dubbed everyone. Where like Fulci like had the English actors do English. Yeah, and then the Italian actors just do Italian, and they right. just dubbed each. I don't think this was the intention. I think this was supposed to be an Americanized movie, but they just were like, just do the lines in your language and we'll just dub over it. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is fascinating when you think about like Angie Everhart doing her lines and then someone speaking in a completely different language to her. 
in which she then responds to the next set of dialogue, not knowing what the fuck they just said, but they'll dub it later <laughs> on. All right, so let's nice. just uh, so it opens with just it's already like this like college art like art film type setup where it's just shots of Jesus on a crucifix Ooh. and then guns and then more it's just like flashes and flashes of shit with techno playing. Oh, so nice. I already knew this might not be that good. So you're going to buy the soundtrack. Yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> Very, like, e- like Europe, like, techno bullshit going through the entire fucking what, what movie. What year was this again? Uh, it says 2001, but I'm guessing it was filmed in 2000 because All right. there are plenty of shots of the Twin Towers to emphasize scenes that are in New York. I did some DJing around that era, and I remember the bullshit techno oh, that was around then. Yeah. So I could only imagine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we cut to first seeing this chick. Uh, pretty fucking hot. I'll give you that. She is in like leather outfit, and she's dancing for this dude with a camcorder. And then this random motherfucker with uh, pantyhose on his head pops up behind her and kills, grabs a... like a enormous fucking knife and then just stabs the shit out of her okay and like mm. and then there's shots in the span of a minute some dude carrying a briefcase that you see him in new york and they have a ton of shots in new york like the brooklyn bridge the you know the twin towers and you see this guy with the suitcase and he walks in and then all right that's it for new york and then we're in warsaw poland <laughs> And it's just like they established somebody's in New York, but they don't tell you who. And all right. So then we we get to the our, our, I guess one of our main characters who I would say looks like a Polish Brett Spiner, who's one of the there's these two detectives. <laughs> they kind of establish these two detectives and this one dude's this Polish Brett Spiner. And he's, you know, they're just kind of going to set him up. And then they quickly cut to um, this fashion show. Okay. And these models are walking through. And this one model, after she's done in the fashion show, she, you know, is backstage. And this other girl, like, grabs her and, like, follow me. And then drags her to the secret corridor at the backstage of the fashion show, which is um, them kidnapping her. And who's there to try to stop them? Angie Earhart. Literally, she's at the fashion show. Also, she sees that shit. She goes into this weird tunnel thing where they kidnap her now too so which you find out it's like a human trafficking yeah and that's what you find out is that later on it's a la taken it's a human trafficking thing Ah. but they're not even trying to blamely like do it they just literally like this chick was just on stage modeling (laughs) and they have her come on when she comes off stage like hey let me show you something real quick and they kidnap her like literally while there's like tons of people back there that just aren't paying attention because models don't pay attention to other models. That's the rule I learned. I guess. <laughs> it seems yeah. like a really risky way to do exactly. human traffic. And enough that, like, again, uh, she, Angela Everhart, sees that, and she goes after them, but she gets captured. Come to find out, she's the wife of a the American ambassador to Poland. So, oh, which you okay. think would bring a little attention. Again, we're, we're at a fashion show. There's people all around. Nobody notices one of the models 
or the wife of an ambassador pretty much being just disappearing out of the blue at this place. But whatever. I guess Poland runs things differently. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and then there's quick flashes of shit. The editing in this is mind-numbing because it's that and then other shot of detectives that doesn't really matter and then quick shot of something else. But it's like bounce back. It's like the director was just railing lines of coke throughout this movie. He's like, no, 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 fuck, fuck it. No, no build up. Just go to the next scene. Go to the next scene. So, like, it's just... We headache. got the take. We yeah, got just, it. We got it. First shot. And then everybody speaks, like, I know it's dubbed, but, like, everybody's also railed cocaine. Because where they would say, instead of, like, hey, bud, what's going on, man? You've been... He's like, hey, how you doing? You know what I like? I like to go uh, over here. We should probably investigate that. You know what's a great idea? We should investigate that right now. And then we're we'll stop <laughs> back at the police station and check the evidence locker and see if there's... A, and they just don't stop talking. It's just continuous sentences, like a paragraph. It's like, just shove it all in there. Don't make them breathe till they get all the dialogue out. Wow. Oh, fuck this movie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So pretty much, uh, yeah, so they find out the next... The next day, we find out what's happening. One of the okay. model, other models, I guess, that we weren't paying attention to. These two guys are out in the lake, and this model pops up dead. And they find out, oh, shit, somebody else got killed that nobody noticed was dead. So they bring the dead model into the precinct. And this is where our two detectives come in to check everything out. And again, Brent Spiner is apparently really good at, uh, you know, figuring out different things of the sort. The other detective makes a... There are several kind of fucked up things that people say in this movie. A la, I guess, you know, before everybody started to get woke and everything. Because one of the detectives looks at this model and goes, Such a shame. A perfect body. They should have only killed the ugly ones. Oh, <laughs> like, damn, bro. <laughs> what? And then our Brent Spider detective looks at her and just sniffs. And he goes... She got sex exactly five hours ago. What? She got sex exactly five hours ago. What is his nose doing? I don't know, but he didn't say she had sex. She got sex. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I stopped and rewound to make sure that's what he said. That's what he said. Wow. Apparently, he's really good at sniffing out. I don't know, but... Sniffing the out corner's like, how do you know? He's like, I just know. Yeah, I don't know. It was creepy as shit. <laughs> so Man. because it's the ambassadors, and initially they think the model they found, they don't have any way to identify her. So this is how we find out that um, Angie Everhart was the wife of the ambassador because they have this big scene where the ambassador drives to the police station and he's like, you know, we found a body. And he's like, is this my wife? And Goes there and Roz is not his wife. And then goes, well, then she's been kidnapped because she's missing, but she's not dead. And so now we know okay. that we need to get somebody on this that's more competent than the Polish police force. So we're, 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 we're just going to say right now, we're, we're just not going to go into all the Polish jokes that I are did, obvious. Oh, there's some that they blatantly dude. This movie has some shit. Not just it's like where you're just like, oh, this, this is hard <laughs> to hear. They make some pretty fucked up terms and oh, references. Yeah. No, I feel you. Um, and I'll be honest, I almost feel like um, this was released after 9-11, and they just already had the shots of the Twin Towers, so they just kept putting in that in there. <laughs> I don't know. But they decided to recruit this dude from Israel, who is one of their special agents, 
and they literally call him the Jewish John Wayne. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. You're like, wow. he's pretty badass. He's from Israel. He's what we call the Jewish John Wayne. I'm like, all right, sure. <laughs> um, wow. All right. And they sell Jewish John Wayne. As the recruit, the guy comes over, he's like, I've got a job for you. I need you in Poland to figure this out. The ambassador's wife, he's like, I don't want to do this. He's like, you've been on all these missions. You've been successful. You, We need you on this task. You'll be partnered up with you know, Polish Brett Spiner and stuff. And (laughs) he says, and the guy goes, take the job or you can keep chasing towel heads in the desert. I'm like, God damn. Damn. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm quoting the fucking movie. This is not how I feel at all. God damn it. But no, no, no. I mean, this is going to be a recurring theme in many of our episodes. Yeah. You know, we watch a lot of, Movies There's that are where a little... they forget to be a little politically correct. Yeah, and... yeah, you know. But you know, it's where you're watching it. You're just like, Ugh, I feel uncomfortable <laughs> on some of this shit. No, I feel you. <laughs> so now I will say the our hero, our main guy, the best way I would describe him is he kind of looks like a Russian young Clive Owen slash Eric Bana. Like if you took all, like took both of them, okay. put them in, that's what he kind of looks like. So of course he shows up to meet up with his new partner. Polish Brett Spiner, and uh, they get in the car, and he goes to light a cigarette, and so like, this is a non-smoking car. So you have this kind of comedy part where, again, uh, you know, Russian Clive Owen gets out of the car and walks slowly next to the car, smoking a cigarette because the dude's car is so small and like small and slow as shit that he can just walk by and still smoke a cigarette. <laughs> you're just like, all right. Because, of course, they have. It's going to be one of those Eastern European style cars. Hey, it's it, just a little box. little Yugo or something. Yeah, something of that sort. At so. least there's a comedy beat. Yeah. All right. I, I guess. I can respect that. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Um, <laughs> so then we establish what was the guy from Das Boot's name? Jurgen Prochnow. All right. We'll just call him Das Boot Guy. So Das Boot Guy, then we establish kind of what's going on is. Das Boot guy is really shows up and he's in business and all this other shady shit, but he also is friends with the American ambassador. So the American ambassador is like, you know, you need to help me out. And he's like, <laughs> this is not a line that I had to write down. American ambassador is like, I'm at the end of my rope. Jane's gone, kidnapped. And like, like he's like irritated at her for getting kidnapped. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, god damn it, you can't let her go anywhere. She's getting It's what fun. she was wearing. Yeah, god she, damn it. <laughs> she got kidnapped. I told her not to leave the house. It, it was just one of those lines. I was like, really? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, and then we come to find out that, uh, yeah, um, Das Boot Guy, he's got a whole system of kidnapping women. He, he works with this, you know. I was hoping he'd be the villain mastermind. Yeah, yeah, sort of, but... Um, you know this because after that scene, he goes into this, you know, corridor in this big room and everybody puts on like white mask. But this is where not everybody could have the Phantom of the Opera mask or just like or just plain one. One of them has a very cheap Jason hockey mask because they're all just wearing. And I'm not I'm, not, I'm talking about one of the ones you would see like the dollar store where like it doesn't have the correct slits down at the bottom for the mouth and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely made of, like, cheap plastic. Yeah, it's cheap yeah. as shit. And then they're all putting masks on, but then some guys will walk in there and look at each other without the mask and then put their mask on. I was like, I think they're missing the point of the mask is that nobody knows who you are, guys. 
Of course, our boss, big guy, he's that much of a bad motherfucker. He just walks in no mask. He's like, I don't even know. I, you know. Well, he runs the shit, right? He runs that shit. And yeah, and then you see this woman brought out and it, like you were saying, kind of a la Taken. Oh yeah, and they're and she's being like they bring him out and or whatever. Everybody's bidding on that shit. Nice. And you're like, okay, but here's the thing: they're bidding on it, but it's not to you know take them with them or anything like that. Uh, it's bidding who gets to now you get in the hostile territory, kill them. Mm. So yes, because this one guy bids on this girl. First girl comes out, and you can tell again, a la Taken. She's all drugged out. She's all smiling and loopy as shit. And next thing you know, she's in this other room and she's smiling. And same room that we saw from the first scene of the movie. And she's loopy as shit. And then this dude shows up and just starts stabbing the fuck out of her. But they're filming it with a camcorder so that all the other members can also watch it. So they're like getting off on watching footage of whoever wins the bid to kill the chick that they got kidnapped. That is such a weird, like, psycho, uh, sort of, like, you know, rich society. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where they're killing people, they win the bid, they do the deed, but they're also, everyone else gets to watch? Yeah, pretty much. That's It's weird. weird. And then they bring out the ambassador's wife, and Das Boot dude is like, what the fuck? (laughs) And he stops... The bedding, he's like, uh, everybody leave, everybody fucking leave. And then he's like, asking his henchmen, you know, why the fuck, where did you get her? And she's like, oh, she was trying to stop a kid, the other kidnapping, so we decided to kidnap her too. She looks pretty good. We could, you know, use her. And which Das Boot guy looks at another guy, and sword guy, other henchman that has a sword, comes out and just slices the motherfucker's head off, like right there, because. He should have known, even though he didn't know, the Das Boot guy was friends with the ambassador, so that was his wife, and it's going to cause problems. Whoopsie. Yeah, whoops. Mistake you didn't mean to make, but you made. You're dead. So now we get back <laughs> to the, um, I guess, lethal weapon part of the movie, where, <laughs> where again, you know, Polish Prince Spider and fucking Russian Clive Owen um, are investigating leads, and they are walking through, and they're about to go into this, um, I guess... I don't know, workout plays. I don't know. They had weights, but not any other workout equipment. So, And these two henchmen see them and then pull up machine guns and just start shooting at them. Then there's this chase scene where, again, they're running after them. Two of the henchmen jump on this trolley to hijack the trolley and tell the driver, fucking go. Our main, uh, our Russian, Clive Owen, has fallen down next to the his buddy, his cop car, and instead of getting up, he says, take my fucking hand, in which the dude grabs his hand and then drags him while he's laying on his back as he's shooting at the trolley, but oh he's like, God. I don't have time to get on my feet and get in the car, so just hold my hand and drag me <laughs> with the car, and sh- I'll shoot at the fucking trolley. Finally, I guess the trolley stops, so he has enough time to this time get up, stand up, and jump into the trolley, start shooting at him, there's a grenade, and it gets tossed outside the trolley into a conveniently placed, um, what was it, uh, fruit cart. Like, there's this <laughs> fruit cart, and then, and I feel like this was the only way, the area they were filming, that they could blow it up anything, because 
there's a guy standing next to the fruit cart. The grenade falls into the fruit cart, and that guy goes, oh, shit, and runs away. And then there's a long shot with nothing around the food cart where the fruit cart where it blows the fuck up. And it was almost like, all right, we don't have permission to use explosives except for this one small area of this park. So we'll blow this up. So you have your explosion in this action movie. Wow. But okay. it's so blatantly obvious that like it's not anywhere <laughs> the same shot where you see the guy throw the grenade because it literally gives time for the food cart or fruit cart guy to run the fuck away and then come back to it by itself with nobody around for it to explode. Uh, All right. All right. I watched more of this movie than I thought I was going to. I, I, I will say this. I did not finish this movie. It was fucking terrible, but I made it through enough to give everybody an idea of why to stay the fuck away from this movie. All right. <laughs> That's the point of this show. That's right. <laughs> All right, so we get back to where, oh yeah, now we get we get to where Das Boot reveals himself to Angie Everhart, and she's like, "You're," and this is where you get she she has the most dialogue in this part of the movie, and they really shouldn't have allowed it because she says like shit like, you know, he's like, "I'm sorry, you're here," you know, that this is complicated. She's like, "No, I'm having a ball here." And then she's like, it's a game show and you're the host, right? And it's like, she's trying to be sarcastic. Oh, my God. But it's like bad acting sarcastic. Oh, no. And here's the thing. This part's not dubbed. So this is like from mouth to ears. Like, and it's really. <laughs> she's like, and she there's other shit. She just keeps being sarcastic. It's like, this is just like being in like a five-star hotel, okay? And it's just her being shitty to this guy. But it's sarcasm. And I fucking sucked maybe that's why her husband wasn't uh he was kind of annoyed exactly <laughs> <The notion. laughs> it's like oh man i gotta rescue my wife yeah god damn it so then apparently our two detectives are getting too close to everything that's going on right so of course das boots like all right i'll i'll lethal weapon take the motherfuckers out so he sends his henchmen assassins to go take out fucking you know polish fucking prince spider and russian fucking clive owen and of course (laughs) russian clive owen is sleeping naked and and they pop and he fucking fights them naked as shit so i I will say this eastern promises i will say this this movie came out before eastern promises but um, yeah, Dude, I think but, this movie was creating, uh, you know, <laughs> themes, man. I guess, except I don't remember the scene in Promises where the um, assassin gets distracted by his dong enough that it gets him <laughs> killed because as he's finding them and then the assassin pulls up with the gun ready to shoot, but then looks at Russian Clive Owen's dong and is just puzzled. And then that gives him enough time to disarm him and fucking kill him. And I don't remember that Easter promise. That maybe that happened either. and I just forgot about it. But yeah, pretty much. But of course he fucking defeats them. And then he's trying to now he goes, Oh shit, I need to warn Brent Spiner, Polish right. know, Polish Brent Spiner about it. And then we find out Polish Brent Spiner uh, has a thing for the ladies. Oh and um, play a player. <laughs> yeah. And apparently his thing is is I guess his one of the frequent hookers he goes to see, they have this weird thing where 
She's like, ooh, take it off slowly. You don't see anything. And then you see a marionette hand on her pants pushing them down. And his thing is to um, have a little pre-action with the marionette undress. I, I, what? I wish I was making this up. Yeah. Yeah, is so that you even, see it. Is you that see even what? a kink? I don't know. But they play it up where she's like, oh, yeah, do it slowly. And of course, then you cut up. And the next thing is this little marionette hand pushing down her underwear. And I'm like, what What the fuck is going on? But of course, we don't get the full scene because assassins are fucking roll up in there, you know. Or, no. Um, what the that's fuck? That's when uh, Russian Clive Owen runs up in there and stops everything. Stops. What was going to proceed with the rest of the marionette scene, all right? Come to find out, um, <laughs> they got the wrong detective's information, and the partner, uh, the original partner of Polish Brent Spiner, the one that was making the comments earlier about, right. you know, too bad the beautiful model died, not the ugly chick. They had his address, so they killed the shit out of that detective and his wife instead of Polish Brent Spiner because he was... Not at home, and he was fucking somebody else. So, oh damn, yeah. So now it is fucking on, and now they're going after them. And there's some other shit that happens. I'll be honest. <laughs> at this point, there's probably about thirty minutes left in the movie. I started passing out. I usually will go back and rewatch it as we should, but right. this movie does not deserve any sort of rewatching ability at any time. Right. Um. But you do get a scene where the American ambassador confronts Das Boot guy. He's like, you know, you're not telling me everything. He Das Boot guy's like, you know what? Here you go. Here's your wife. Brings her out. She's beat to shit because they've been apparently torturing her. But then he pretty much is like, but we're going to play a game of Russian roulette and pretty much kills American ambassador dude. Oh, in shit. In front of, yeah. I think um, Angie Everhart is the one that shoots him. Like, he, yeah, he's, he's devious. So, um, Damn. and our... Two cops or cop buddies eventually get to him and fucking just kill the shit out of him. And then are victorious and heroes. One thing I forgot to bring up is when they stop the henchmen, the the trolley scene. Yeah. The next day they go back. And I I guess the tradition in Polish police station is if you stop a crime, then it's drinking party because they go into the police station and then people are taking shots and celebrating them catching or killing one of the henchmen. Damn. And like everybody's like drinking. I was just like, so I hope no crime actually happens after this because <laughs> everybody in the police station is fucking shit face. And I was like, this cannot be efficient at all. And I mean, like, you know, like it's not like like here, have a drink, celebrate. Like people are drunk as shit in this police station. I forgot to mention that earlier because I was like, that seems kind of weird. Wow. But yeah. Um It reminds yeah. me of like like LA Confidential when yeah, like yeah. Christmas party. Yeah, Christmas party. All the, exactly. all the cops are drunk and they can let's just, go beat up everybody in the jail. Let's beat up all the Mexicans. You know? But man, another thing about this movie is the plot was stupid, the acting was terrible. But god damn it, if the the whoever had the camera could not keep the camera still and a lot of shots of people's legs instead of actually like a shot of them walking in or walking out, a shots of their legs and then swirling camera and then like not a cool Tarantino 
camera going around people, but where the camera is up and down, back and forth as people right. are talking, not towards them as they're talking, just like you had a toddler holding the camera. Oh, man. <laughs> like, all right, Timmy, hold the camera steady. We're going to record them talking to each other. It gave me a fucking headache. And then again, I, I'll mention again the fucking techno music that is throughout this entire one. And it, <laughs> fuck that, fuck that. And yeah, they go to like three clubs. So whenever you don't have background techno music, right. then you have in your face techno music. Gotcha. I, but again, I, it was around the 2000s. So I guess that's. So where... it sounds like the cinematographer was super jazzed about like art cinema. Oh, just, and yeah. And definitely just had the wrong project for it. Yeah, exactly. Because this is an action movie. Oh, you find action out, by the way. Movie, the, right? even, the, yeah. The only reason we even see New York is because. The voting takes place in different places, and somebody in New York is voting or you know making bids on right. which would they just hold her till he flies over to where it is because everybody else is in person, but then there's one person in New York that's not in person. Like, all right, all right, hold her. I'm gonna. I won the bid, so I'll be there in like three days, and then I'm gonna kill the shit out of her. Okay, guys. Like, no. well, I mean, this is old enough. In 2001, they still had the Concord running back then. So he could that be over there true. in like four hours. But you know like, what? Bam, bam. It, it doesn't really... <laughs> you don't need no, to establish anybody over there. You, you can have all your bad guys <laughs> in that one room, okay? You don't need to go, this is bigger than just one room. This is like New York big. You, you know New York, right? The place, Brooklyn Bridge, the Statue of Liberty, well, yeah, the Twin yeah. Towers. I said New York. See, now I've showed you shots of everything established in New York, yeah. so you know for sure we're not talking about Chicago or fucking L.A., because we showed you enough New York shots to know this guy is in New York City, all You right? gotta know what it is. <laughs> Which, by the way, they don't do that to Warsaw. I don't know if Warsaw just doesn't have anything out there, but, like, they don't, or, uh, they don't show any, like, historical landmarks, just like, and then they just a little font at the bottom that says, here you go, in Poland or Warsaw. It's Warsaw. Yeah, there you go. Whatever. Nothing special. Like, yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, New York, fucking two minutes of just like shot after shot of landmarks, and then there's like, uh, here's a font that tells you what it is. Fuck it, don't worry about it. So none of the movie actually took place there. It was just establishing shots about a guy who was bidding. Was there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's right. about it. I thought maybe it was going to. But very easily they leave that and go back to Poland. So. I can totally understand this movie coming out, you know, in and around 9-11 and not being re-edited to take out the two towers yeah. like like other films have done. In, it, look, the release date on the DVD says 2001. It might have come out maybe right before 9-11, but it was just weird. There was a lot of stress on the Twin Towers and just... Exterior shots, exterior shots, exterior, and literally the bad guy, the the person that stays in there goes into the hotel that's the Twin Tower Hotel across the street from it. So like, oh, maybe uh, some conspiracy nuts can really start analyzing hmm, this movie. Yeah, no, no, and yeah. makes make some new uh, theories. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. But if you know what, if they will pay five dollars, you should sell them this movie for five dollars. Give them so you can make some money off of this because I don't think you should ever, ever place this into your. I'm worried it's still sitting in my DVD player. I hope it has not destroyed my DVD player in this process. Oh, dude, yeah, no, you should take it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to wrap this motherfucker up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. So, <laughs> already. 
Well, it was a doozy. Yep. But uh, I'm pretty sure the the one you gave me is going to be interesting as well. All right. I can't so, wait for that. All right. Very briefly, uh, just want to thank you all for uh, listening to the show. We have uh, some lovely sponsors for the network, uh, Amazon.com. Of course, uh, you go through the link at GUIPodcast.com and uh, click on Amazon. You can shop as normal. It doesn't cost you a dime extra, but a little kickback comes to the network and helps us buy shit like mics and cords and stuff. That's right. Help run some of that coin, all right? Fuck yeah. And uh, T Public, boom, is where all our merch lives, and they're fucking great. However, coming soon, uh, we have new designs for Beautiful <gasps> Disasters coming to T Public. Oh, no shit. Very soon. They're going to be great. So check that shit out. Um, check out all the other uh, uh, podcasts on the network. And if you want to contact us, you uh, hit us up on the Facebook page at Beautiful Disasters Podcast uh, or contact us directly, Beautiful Disasters Podcast at gmail.com. What else we got? Well, besides that, like I said, we love input. Y'all have some uh, Beautiful Disaster suggestions, some Schlock abuse suggestions, throw it our way. Fuck you yeah. Know, we're always looking for movies to torture each other with or just really good bad movies that you know we might have forgotten about Goddamn right so uh definitely check us out give us all your feedback and uh for beautiful disasters i'm the groots f you honor thanks for listening Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. GUIPodcast.com <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.